Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Duty role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we begin the third part of a trilogy of scenarios that uh, we began quite some time ago. The first one was The Migration, followed by Equinox. And now, at long last, we begin Solstice. It was written by Sean Little, who will also be our Game Master. This will be episode one. Uh... I'm going to give a recap, uh, but I'll go ahead and I'll say, uh, uh, let's begin our journey into the dark. So. My name is Dr. Owen Brody, and I am, was a professor of biology at the University of Toronto. My friends are in Boston now, hiding in the house of Mrs. Foster a friend of Brent Sterling. My life, our mission, has made me a conspiracy hunter of sorts. It all started with the caribou migration of 1927, or, or rather the lack of a migration. It's taken me for a while to process the fact that we're not alone in the universe. There are hostile and malevolent things, creatures, alien forces that treat us the way we treat lab rats. They've been here for a long time. The Tibetan monks call them the Migoi or Migo. And they are here right beneath our feet in secret laboratories doing unspeakable things. They were called from the expanse by a madman named Jack Perdue, who dreamed of a utopia. He was a man of charisma who used black magic to gain a following. He hoped the Migo would teach him the means to control his followers. <laughs> he ended up as a brain in a tank connected to a computer, not the end he planned. I say he used black magic. The thing that he used to summon the Miko was a star-shaped piece of rock and metal. We'll call it Artifact One. It's one of three. We don't have it, but we know where it is. At least we think we do. After we managed to blow the alien lab to hell, the Apollo Research Group managed to retrieve it. And that's when another part of this conspiracy reared its head. A man named Reginald Deersworth, the head of Dominion International, conscripted us to find the second object, a very similar object to the first. They sent us to a little town in Ohio to find it. They believed it was buried in the sacred burial mound. Oh, but we found out that Apollo Research is a subsidiary of Dominion, no surprise there. As we began to kick around in the closet of history, we uncovered the possible origins of the artifacts. An Ohio preacher named John Bedelia, never pronounce his name, John Budalia, 
married a local girl, Miss Amelia Tremaine, and subsequently moved to the West Coast. At some point shortly thereafter, the preacher found the artifact. His demeanor radically changed, and the effect was noted by his wife in letters to her father. He began drawing followers and began the construction of temples, according to his wife's letters, but he kept her out of it. Suspicious, she investigated and discovered that he had adopted less conservative standards of morality, which included bacchanalia and, and other unsavory practices. Unhappy and distraught, she managed to leave the preacher and return to her father's house in Ohio. And amazingly, she brought the artifact with her. We aren't sure exactly what happened after that, but we speculate that the original artifact was split in three. One ended up north with Jack Purdue and his visions of, of utopia. One stayed in Revelsmith with the Chalmers, and the final one went south. We think Tallahassee, Florida, somewhere in, maybe in the Okefenokee Swamp, but we have not confirmed that yet. Gradually, however, we came to believe that Dominion was not all that it seemed to be and could not be trusted. I won't go into the details of our adventure in Rebel Smith, but there were murdered dogs, vicious bear attacks, and a flying dragon. Ask Dean. Uh, he fought it with his aeroplane. Once we had recovered Artifact 2, we were determined not to reveal it. We would hide it and keep it safe. We took Andrew Chalmers, his daughter and granddaughter, to safety. Then we ourselves went into hiding. We've stayed well hidden for a while, but Mama Kenzie has had enough. So has Clayton. I tried arguing with them, but they felt the safest place for them to go would be back to Purdue Mills. And Dean Montgomery has been leading the Dominion uh, on a wild goose chase, or maybe I should say a wild raven chase. I don't know when he will return. For now, it's me, Jimmy Marsden, and Percy Daniels. Frankly, we're all thinking about just going home. I don't know why we would continue. Thanks, Tom. That's great. So, Percy and Jimmy and Dr. Brody, you've been in this safe house that uh, you were skeptical at first, but Dean made the calls and after you left uh, Ohio, you hop, skipped and jumped your way down to Boston. And Dean made the calls eventually and got a hold of uh, Mr. Sterling again. Mr. Sterling set up the safe house. Um, apparently he's trustworthy, or at least Dean seems to think so. But he's left you be. He knows there's a little bit of suspicion there. And uh, the woman who runs, who owns the house, she's a retired woman. She's been essentially letting you have the run of the place. There's a small one-bedroom apartment in the back where she lives. The house is yours. You've been using the rear entrance. You've been using disguises. And over time, you've improved your ability to blend into the local uh, populace without people really recognizing you at all. They wouldn't know who you were, but... If, they, if someone were to see you, you feel confident that they wouldn't recognize you. You have spent the last while, well, Dean has gone off very quickly after you arrived to draw the Dominion people away. You've spent some time looking at Dominion from a distance, wandering around, seeing the entrances, seeing the exits. It's not what you would call impenetrable, but it is a large two-story office building surrounded by a wall, 
with guards and gated entrances for vehicles and a gated entrance for employees that come and go every day, like clockwork, you get the feeling that it wouldn't be the easiest thing for you to just wander in there asking questions or looking for things. So after a long period of time, you're starting to get very irritated and bored and homesick. And two things happen. Number one, in the mail you receive, or the post, not really the post, rather a delivery comes, that is a envelope with a letter and a box. And that box contains film footage, a reel of film, small reel. You ask the, the woman who runs the house, and she actually mentions that there's an old of her husband's. He was a, he was a dabbler in video, or photography and uh, movie making. And there actually is a, a uh, projector that could be used. So she provides that uh, access to you. She says it's, it's in the basement and among his things. And there's even an old bed sheet on the wall that he used for when he used to dabble in whatever he did in animation or something like that. So that's, that's come. It's a very big surprise to you. You've, you. The letter from Dean says, please watch the attached, please view the attached film that I provided. But he also says something. He says, I, I've, 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 I've given your information and access, or sorry, uh, location information to two persons who will come to see you very soon. Uh, Mr. John Burnett and Stanley Berkowitz. These persons worked with me at Dominion. Uh, John is a person who assisted me in some of my liberation of antiquities. And uh, Mr. Berkowitz was a geologist who worked for the company as well. Neither have any loyalties to Dominion any stronger than my own. So if you trust me, you should trust them. That is the end of the letter. So I wonder what uh, the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I wonder what the, the movie is. Jimmy, you think we can set up that uh, camera? The, the projector yeah yeah they're not they're not that hard geez i'm starting to develop a boston accent i don't have a boston accent <laughs> when else there's going to be cartoons at the beginning <laughs> uh, okay we got this all set up you guys want to watch it um Percy? Percy. Pick up your dress and come in here. <laughs> We're going to watch a movie. It's a gown. A gown. A gown. That's, that's lovely. All right, let's watch this. We don't have any popcorn. We'll watch it anyway. sending you this message from afar. I believe I've been successful in leading the Dominion away in the hopes that you can now proceed with the plan. You must continue to collect the last two pieces from the Dominion officers. Now, Sterling has agreed to continue to support you. He's found the safe house you find yourself in now, and he will supply you with any of your needs. You have his contact details, but please, Memorize them and then destroy them. This is for your good and his. I've also contacted two of my other associates. These men can be trusted. They have an in-depth knowledge of the work at hand and of Dominion. 
Unfortunately, I had to leave Dominion further away than I first expected, and I will not be able to reach you in time. Please, be safe. I fear we do not succeed. I cannot begin to imagine. Godspeed, my friend. Captain D. Montgomery, signing out. Wow. That was impressive. Just, I was hoping that we could just go home. So somebody remind me, we're looking for two pieces or one piece? We found the one piece in Revelier, the Rebel Smith. And, um, that uh, Deersworth fellow had the, the original, the first piece, the one from uh, Star City and uh, remember by Party Mills. And the third piece uh, was that Sterling thought that it was somewhere in, he said the Okefenokee Swamp or Tallahassee. Those are two completely different ends of Florida, I think. Somewhere in Florida. So who who has the first piece then? Um, Dominion. Dominion. Dominion has the first piece. It's probably in that building. And and we have the second piece, or did we give that back? We have the, we second, have the second piece. piece. Um, actually, at the at the end of last episode, uh, um, Montgomery had it. He's left it with you. He's left it with us. All right, so we've got it. Where did you put it, Percy? <laughs> um, it, it's uh, it, it, uh, in a safe place. You do remember. Very right? safe place. Very, very safe place. It's safe because I he can't remember. I think it's somewhere in the continental United States of America. I think it's somewhere in the room. <laughs> it's in the building. It's in the house. You, you you have seen it as Percy. It's in a box. There's a box that you found that actually fits the pieces. And um, oh yes, yes, yes. It's in. It's it's yes. I know where it is. It's I I I I I I had to write what was in it on the box so that I wouldn't forget. But um, but I very Just cleverly um, I I put the label at the back to fool burglars. It's under your bed. In the case, is it? Well, there we are. Then that's that. That that's that solved then, isn't it? You right. also have the empty case that the um, that the you have another empty case. Right. So and this one had a had a shape to it that was different than the others, right? Yes. Yes. Sort it's of, not a star shaped. Sort of snake shaped, I think you said. It's an oddly shaped piece, yes. So two star-shaped things and, and, and an odd-shaped piece. Um, so I guess we got two missions. One is we got to recover the thing from Dominion, though I don't know how. And the other one is we've got to go to Florida or find out more information on it, see if we can find it. And then I don't know what, hide it? 
this thing summons things and 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 controls things. I don't know what is, the third piece does. Hide it or destroy no way it. Of destroying it. Well, I don't know if we can destroy it, but we we should definitely consider it. I mean, we know the first piece summons things. Purdue used it to summon the Miko. We know that the second piece controls things like flying dragon creatures. Oh, I can't believe that. If I hadn't seen you chasing that thing around with the airplane. But you don't know what the third piece does. You don't know what the third piece does. You're pondering, you're debating, you're discussing the past. You're, this has given you a little more interest in um, sticking around, at least perhaps, or maybe it gives you interest in fleeing. And uh, there's an, a knock on the door to the, to the basement where the, the projector is. And it's Mrs. Foster. Foster, that was her name. Right. Mrs. Foster. And she says, uh, uh, Dr. Brody, Dr. Brody, um, I have another envelope for you. This was delivered by the boy down the road. Okay. So it's, it's an envelope. It's, it's, it's just a plain old envelope. And um, when you open it up, I assume you open it. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it just has a time on it. It says 8.25 p.m. 8.25 p.m. Yeah. It's currently morning. Okay. So I wonder if that's when our friends are going to show up. These friends of... Uh... Of, uh, teens. I don't know what else the time would mean. All right. Okay, so we, what do we, you guys want? Go ahead. You do what you want. Go ahead. What do you guys want to do? Parcheesi? <laughs> Bridge? What was that? Whist. Uh, Whist? Can any of you play Whist? Yes, you know that we can. We've been playing it for days and you've my been skunking sister, us. My sister Dolly and, and I used to play Whist rather a lot. You're a master at Whist. It's amazing. Well, I don't know what to do. Um, You, you guys can talk about it for a few minutes and just sort of be on your own for part of the day. Um, but I'm going to skip over to the other two right now. Uh, John and Stanley, or whatever you, I don't know what you go by, you guys. You, as I've already, as, as I mentioned in the intro, you were contacted, in the letter I sent to you earlier, you were contracted, contacted by Dean. You both vaguely know each other. Um, but uh, But John, you've worked with, Dean for an on and off occasionally pulled into various jobs to assist him in liberating antiquities and such. Uh, and Stanley, you worked in as a geologist and you had to travel with Dean on a couple of jobs as well. You knew he was kind of a, well, an adventurous sort. You didn't quite know what he did, but you know that he was well-respected in the company and then he was just gone and then back and it happened all the time. Uh, John, you haven't worked for Dominion for a while, 
but you're not an actual employee. You were a contractor. Uh, Stanley, you actually left on bad terms. So you, you have a bit of a grudge. They owe you money. You're not happy with the way things went down. And when you both receive a letter saying you two need to talk and Dean sort of explained that these, these people are in town, they need your assistance and he would appreciate it. And he's actually provided you with some money like fees to cover your expenses as well as ex excess money to, to go and help them. And he's, he's, the letters actually said 825 PM at, a, at an address, please destroy this letter after you receive it and gave you each other's names. So you actually have the ability to, to get together and talk before you visit the house, if you wish. Excellent. So at the house where the meeting is at 825, that's, that's where we'll meet up then. Huh? Yes, that's correct. All right. Well, I, uh, I probably show up about uh, 15 minutes early, about 10 past eight. Um, drive it up in a nice rental car. Uh, thanks, Dean. And uh, I get out. I, and uh, John is, um, he's kind of a shorter guy. Um, very white guy. Wearing a nice tailored suit. Fits him perfectly. And uh, yeah, when I pull up out front, then I'll uh, just kind of walk up to uh, the front door and give a uh, gentle wrapping on it. That would probably be our people. So I head for the door. Open the door. Stanley, what time are you uh, planning to show up? Uh, on time. Your characters. Uh, okay. On time. All right. Well, John, uh, you knock the door, and um, you guys inside the house. You hear the door knock. Yep. Um, I answer the door. Um, uh, good evening. Hi, John Burnett. I'll offer you my hand. Uh, Mr. Burnett, please come inside. Yeah, Dean said you folks needed my help with something. Yeah. Um, Wasn't we're, too specific we're about what. Mr. Berkowitz as well. Not up there, I guess. So you're a little He's early. He's a ge geologist guy, right? The geologist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he found that really nice, uh, that, that real nice pink stone from last month. Did you... Uh, did you work together with him? Not exactly. But you worked with Dean? Yes. Um, can we get you something, tea or coffee? Uh, yeah, I'll have a coffee. All right. Well, come in and make yourself. This is uh, Mr. Marston and uh, Mr. Daniels. Mr. Daniels is in disguise. That explains the, uh, he doesn't normally dress this way. He's wearing a gown? Yes. I said, yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you do? Okay. Rather well. <laughs> and as I as I head towards the kitchen, I look back at John and I go. All right. And I just kind of look around. Um I'll I'll go up and shake hands with Jimmy and, and Percy if uh if they do so. Um John has a uh kind of a, a wet fish handshake. He's not a very very buff or strong person. He's a little bit Bulky, but not. It's obviously not in biceps. Mr. Burnett, do you take uh, cream and sugar? No, no, just black is fine. All right, there you go. Thank you very much. Oh, um. So we've gone on quite a few adventures. 
uh, ourselves. Uh, Dean yeah. joined us for the last one. It was a doozy. Have you ever encountered any strange things while you were out uh, artifact hunting? Strange things? Oh, well, I don't know if I've ever encountered anything as strange as a gentleman in a woman's evening gown uh, in the middle of Boston before, but... This is the least strange thing that you'll see when you hang around with us. If I told you some of the strange things that we've seen, you would think we were absolute loony crackpots. Yeah. I Again, I glance over at Percy. You don't say. Has Mr. Montgomery filled you in at all? Mm, no. No details. Hmm. Of course not. He left it to us to look like uh, Let me see. Crazy. Actually, he did mention one thing. I think he mentioned... Um, hold on one second. Sorry. Um, yeah, he said there was something you needed... Um, liberated from the old dominion offices or something yeah um yeah i might uh might be able to help out with that i imagine that uh berkowitz fellow probably knows those offices pretty well too knock 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 oh there's hold on just a moment oh mr berkowitz oh hey hey is uh is monnie in um, come on inside. Um, uh, Dean's not going to be joining us. Uh, please. Come oh, in. really? Coffee or tea? Uh, I get you. Coffee's fine. All right. Got coffee. Uh, this is Mr. Marsden and Mr. Burnett. Miss, yeah, Mr. Burnett and uh, and. Oh Mr. yeah, I met John before. Mr. How Daniels. you doing? I'll get you. Mr. Daniels. Yes, I'm in disguise. I can see that. Why, why are you That's, in disguise? Uh, it's a good disguise. Well, we're, we're, we're wanted men, you know. Oh, really? You don't say. Yes, wanted they're, for what? They're, they're, they're looking for us. Um, Who? The police? I, I can't quite recall. Dominion is looking for us. That's the chaps, yes. Dominion is looking for us, so we're um, we're incognito. Oh, that's a shame. They're pretty good at finding things when they're looking for them. <laughs> I mean, would you find him? <laughs> that's that's a fair point. I mean, quite honestly, he makes a lovely old, uh, a rather handsome woman. Um, yeah, all right, this is say some so, handsome. Dr. Brody. Uh, uh, Mr. Brickwood's uh, cream and sugar. Uh, nah, just just black's fine. Right, there you go. Shall I shall I be mother? Thanks. Yes, mother. Yes, you can be mother. Um, oh well, to make a long story short, uh, without even telling you the the short story, um, we have an object. Um, Dominion has the second part of it, and we're looking for a third part of it. Um, we don't trust Dominion. We don't trust what we think is going on there. And we need to remove this object from their caretaking um, in order to put it somewhere safe. We're afraid that it could be used for the nefarious reasons. Um, we think- uh, uh, With some kind of weapon? 
Well, I mean, I suppose it could be used as a weapon. It's more of a communication device. Um, like a radio or something. Yeah. Why are you stealing yeah. a radio? Well, it's a very special kind of radio. Uh, okay. What I'm going to tell you is going to oh, seem impossible. Oh, did they finally impossible. get that uh, ground-penetrating uh, thing they were working on? Did they uh, finally get that one working? This radio can contact things from other worlds, outer space, maybe inner space, other dimensions. Really? I know, it sounds completely nuts. But quite honestly, our shattered nerves are because we've had to deal with the results of these things. Um, I don't know if you were if you were clued in or if you ever got a glimpse, but there's some artifacts at Dominion that were rescued from a place up north called Pardue Mills uh, in Canada. Hmm. Um, sound familiar? Would I have heard about this job or anything? Or You were brought on as a consultant for specific jobs. Right. You've never been to Northern Ontario you know, for a job for Dominion or any, anyone else. You've mills. never heard of party mills or anything like that. But you do know it's plausible because you know that Mr. Deerworth and the persons above, the, above him are obsessed with spiritual items. Mm -hmm. And generally the things that you and Dean Montgomery had liberated from museums and other locations were things that had a purported spiritual quality to them. You, right. I don't, you don't necessarily take, take that as, you know, really they're magical things and you just think well people believe that mm -hmm. people had faith in them but you were definitely you heard of such things being the the targets of your operations yes sure yeah it Lost. sounds like something sounds like something dominion would do yeah some of them they're obsessed with, with items of a paranormal nature mm -hmm. um yep well you know what paranormal normal whatever i don't care i get paid well enough I'll steal it. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's simple enough. Um, let me... Uh, you're, you're right not to trust Dominion. You can never trust anybody who steals from themselves. Yeah. Long if story. You're looking to, if you're trust, looking to knock over Dominion, it. they owe me about uh, a year in back pay and my retirement. So... Maybe I can find that in there, too. They were a disreputable bunch. They they were um, were very unpleasant towards the the, the, the workers in, in in the town I come from. Hmm. Well, to continue in the fantastical world of what I'm going to tell you, this object ended up in the hands of uh, the founder of Purdue Mills, Mr. Jack Purdue, and um, somehow. I don't know whether he knew it beforehand or whether he stumbled upon it. Uh, this, the first object, the artifact one, seemed to be some sort of a mechanism that allowed him to make contact with an alien race. We don't know from where, or we don't know oh. or anything about it. However- Like little, little green men or something, yeah? Yeah, more like big orange crab thing. 
with brains and and that's, that's a new one. Anyways, what he ended up summoning was a an invasion of sorts. Um, these things broke through into our world. They set up a lab. They began testing uh, humans and caribou. That's where I came into it. I was studying caribou. They began grafting humans and caribou together. There were these creatures roaming around. The, the entire caribou uh, migration cycle was thrown off. Uh, you can look this up if you want. I mean, uh, uh, the migration of caribou, which happens on a regular schedule every year, suddenly stopped. And we began to have attacks by these caribou things. We eventually found their nest and we dynamited it. But it was Dominion that ended up finding the artifact. We didn't know about the artifact at the time. And that's when right. Deersworth contacted us again because we had been involved. And he wanted us to go to Ohio to find the second piece, which we found. But now that we know what's going on, we don't want to we don't want to let them get all these pieces. We don't know what the hell the thing does. How many pieces did you say there are? There's three. We don't you know got exactly. One, and they got one. And they got one. And we need to find so the other. Why don't you, why are you worried about the one they got? Why don't you get the other one? The one that they have summons these things. And we want to make sure they can't do it. And we're in Boston and they're in Boston. So it's closer. Well, that's uh, what they call that. Uh, Sanctidipity or something? Serendipity. Serendipity. That's the word. That's the word. Um, just so that you don't think I'm a complete cracker, but also because you need to see this. And I go and I retrieve the oh. artifact. Why, why would I think that? Okay. But I, ret I retrieve the artifact as, from... As soon as Dr. Burry leaves, I just like point and go like this. <laughs> yeah. it, I'm just kidding. In that in that cave that he said he blew up, w were there any uh, funky smelling gases? Uh, I don't recall it. Because you know, there's there's a lot of stuff on the ground that'll get you. What, like poisonous? You mean? Yeah. I mean, the hallucinations happen. Well, I wish someone told me that before we went in. Do we know? Do we know if these things, like we know, we know the one, or at least we we're under the assumption the first one is used to summon. Do we know if they are able to be combined at all? Like, could we tell just by the shapes? Do they interlock? Does it seem? Yeah, or? there was a. Yep. There was an end on it that looked like it fit into together, and they were both star shaped, like they would go together. So I'm just trying to like get to John's point where. You know why bother with the one that Dominion has, because together they might be even more powerful. Is that fair to say? Is that? No. That yeah. Mean? I mean, it's fair to say. It's I really just because it's a few miles from where we're currently located. Mm -hmm. You know why? Why go looking a hundred miles away or a thousand miles away when we've got something to look for right here? You, you know, <laughs> I've I've been thinking about that that same question and, and and it occurred to me that um while they might have um capabilities on their own one summons and the other um 
takes control of that, that thing. Um, when, when combined, um, they, they, they may well be more than the sum of their parts. Um, just because each one, each component has a certain function doesn't mean that they played those roles and they're all put together. It might be something um, much, much more powerful. Yeah. And certainly something that, that we wouldn't want um, those Dominion fellows to, to, to get hold of. Well, here's the case. I want you to take a look at it. Because from what, we're, uh, what we understand, the second piece looks very, very much like the first piece. So you'll know what you're looking for. And I open up the case and I show it to them. So it's the first piece, right? The first piece. Yeah. It's uh, basically a star shape. It looks like it's composed out of jadeite, perhaps, on this one side, and a coppery metal on the other with an indentation. Now, we think that the, the first piece fits into this. I think they showed us a mock-up of what it looked like. And okay. this, this part here can looks I, like uh, it would fit in. Can I make an appraisal roll against this just to see if it has what kind of monetary value it might have? Ooh, sure. Sure. Jadeite's a fairly yeah. common. Subject. I rolled a 16, and uh, I have a 50 appraised. But... Looking at it, it's a one-of-a-kind object. In the right the right situation this could be priceless you have no age you can't determine right. an age it no. doesn't look modern in any way shape or form the copper is odd it's it's like it's more like it's it's not pounded in place it's almost like it's melded to the jadeite it's it's it, it's impeccable the way it was just it was hmm. created where'd you say this is from do you know do you know where we don't really made? know there's actually a backstory that we've begun to piece together. Um, mm. We think it's from the West Coast somewhere. Uh, there was a preacher who went out West and uh, discovered it. We think that he discovered it because from what we understand from letters and things, that his personality suddenly changed. And, uh, and then it was brought back here and split into three pieces. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not All sure right. what's the geology guy say because jadeite's really yeah. not a, it's a fairly common stone. It's not yeah. like yeah, I, I, think I it's failed. The, I failed the geology role. Oh, though, so. okay. I think it's the craftsmanship anyway that makes the, the craftsmanship. Piece, you know, we think craftsmanship. that it's alien. Yeah, that that could well be uh, alien. Could right, well be yeah. jadeite or or some kind of funky glass. That that seam the the seam between the two materials though that's yeah that's some funky stuff. I mean, at one moment, it sort of looks like something that could be an ancient artifact of, I don't know, Peru or, or Inca or something. But then at the same time, it looks really alien. Uh, they were able to do things in the olden times that we, we've lost the art for nowadays. I mean, yeah. you know, look at the, you know, the, those pyramids in Egypt and stuff, you know. How did they build that shit? You know, we can't do that today. They built that with these. With rocks. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how they built them. Hmm. Anyway, the other one's going to look like this. Now, the third one, we had the case for that as well. It, the, the, the indentation for it doesn't look the same. It looks like uh, kind of a snaky sort of shape. We, we have no clue what that looks like. Hmm. 
But well, wherever we'll the up, third cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, wherever meantime. the third piece is, that's gonna be something weird going on around. Sorry, did you say snake? Snakey? Yeah, it was kind of an odd serpentine. Shape. Yeah. Yep. Indentation. It's not the same as the other two. And so does, that also uh, look, does that also look like it would fit into the star shape thing? I won't even tell make you roll for piece. it. Yeah. You, you've looked at these boxes long enough. You can see how somehow they would fit together, but there, there might be together. another piece involved. There might be something that's not part of the three. Right, part uh, of what we're making be, an assumption. Yeah, but you can see that they definitely would sit together. They're they're of the right size and, and relative size and such. Yeah. They're going to be guarding this thing pretty well. I mean, maybe not with guards, but definitely with a block it in the safe or something. Do you know how to crack safe? Oh, yeah, leave that to me. Oh, that's that's good news. You know the building, yes, yeah, Stanley? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. My guess is the most likely place would be in Deerworth's office. I think it's in his office, so you don't know exactly where it is. We don't. We don't know where it is. Hmm. I just think something as valuable as this, unless they've got labs there, and he's. What's the security arrangements like over there, Stanley? Uh, what are the security arrangements like? I can tell you. <laughs> okay, Stan Stanley thinks for a minute. He remembers. Well, it was a little while since I was there, but not too long. The building. You guys have all seen it from outside. John, you've been in the main office. You walked in the front door. There's a reception area where there's two guards right. sitting there and a rece receptionist. There's a door and another door, but you've never really been any farther because you weren't technically an employee. Generally, yeah, and I don't imagine I was ever there. Like, I don't imagine I was ever there after hours either. Like, no, late, no. I think so. Stanley maybe, maybe was. Yeah, yeah, Stanley does remember that the most guards, you, I mean, if you, if you thought about it, you probably saw during the day a couple guards walking around. You know, at the end of the day when you were leaving, there's twice as many, four or five. But you, you, different locations, like you go out in the parking lot area because you you generally walk to work. Mm -hmm. But when you walk past the parking lot area, definitely a guard at the gate, opening and closing the gate. Um, another guard at the other gate, guard inside the front door. Generally, you're thinking four to five guards is the most you've ever seen in one day in the location. Okay. It's two. The uh, building's two floors. Them, yep. Sorry. Most of them outside or with like one or two patrolling inside. Generally, that's what you recommend. Recollect. If uh, uh, John, if you showed up there, would they do some sort of security check, or would you say, "Oh, they called me on some business, and you could just walk in because they've seen you before"? Mm, that's a good question. The process usually was you were contacted by Dean or someone else who was the project manager or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. them at the time. And mm -hmm. they would say, we got a job for you. Meet us at the airport. We're flying right. to Bolivia or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was at the end of the project. You'd go in to get your pay or to bring things mm -hmm. to, the, to the building with the Dean yeah. or whoever. That's it. I'm not going to be able to just walk in there and like, have my free uh, reign about the office or anything, you know? And Stanley, you left under bad circumstances, so you can't walk back in there very easily. Well, I could walk in there and uh, demand your money back. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
Security the guards might, the guards might let me into the lobby and give me a couple hours to yell at people, but after Stanley, that, no. Nah. Stanley, do you remember, did the, were the guards armed? At, at, you definitely noticed pistols inside the building. Okay. Yeah, they had some, uh, they had some pistols they, inside the building, guys. Um, oh. oh, boy. Flashlights, obviously. Well, I think that Sterling or, or Dean got you guys because you kind of know what you're doing. We honestly don't know how to break into places. Yeah. And the best disguise right. we've got is yeah, already taken. Stanley, I don't suppose you have any experience in the uh, field of infiltration. No, no, I'm not. Unless it's uh, a mountain, I could infiltrate. I could infiltrate a mountain, or a canyon, or uh, <laughs> a mine. Yeah, you know, you were thinking. I could hear All you deposits. talking. I could hear you talking earlier about maybe us hallucinating. Um, yeah, that's that is a real thing. Yeah, have you ever hallucinated? No, because uh, usually I'm wearing the right protective equipment when I'm down. Yeah. In the gas. What do you usually hallucinate? Part of you knows that you're hallucinating because everything's wrong. Your vision is blurry. You're dizzy. You're falling down. We walked wide-eyed uh, without any kind of nausea, without any kind of thing into a place that had uh, mechanical and medical equipment. We saw... Their experiments. We managed to fend off a few of their caribou-headed guards. We met the what was left of Pardue in a brain cylinder. That's rather vivid and very specific things that we saw. Yeah, plus, you guys have obviously uh, had a very hard time. Plus, um, Plus, Dominion went there and picked up all the shit that we left behind and uh, brought it back here. So, mm. including, I believe, a few specimens of the caribou men, which they all hunted down. Well, that, that would be something. Stanley, can you drive? Yeah, I can. I can drive. Yeah. Okay. Don't go over 35, you'll die. What kind of car you got? Well, it's a bit of a junker, but uh, that's perfect. It'll get us there. It'll get us there, kind of quiet too. It's uh, well, it only knocks maybe once every forty seconds. Let's, let's see what this location's like. Um, I'm thinking maybe we could use an automobile as a bit of a distraction, draw some of the guards away. Especially, I don't know, like a disgruntled former employee, like smashed into the front doors and then took off. Do they keep any? Do they keep any uh, like forklifts or something on on premises? Any Did large construction sites nearby? <laughs> yeah. Ah, that well, you're it's in an industrial park. There's, there you go. Oh, like the equivalent around. at the time. Um, but you know how to drive a forklift. Oh, I, I know how to drive a lot of things. 
Nice. Well, well the uh, the incident that got me uh, the can, so to say, involved an excavator and uh, a maintenance logbook that showed it hadn't been even spit on by a mechanic for about a year. But you know, of course, it's my fault when it when it uh, malfunctions and kills a guy. And then the logbook disappears as soon as I bring it. it whatever. It's yes, I can. I can drive. I can drive big things. You killed a guy. I didn't kill a guy. Management killed a guy. Maintenance is important on your vehicle. It uh -huh. is. It is. Because I'm kind of thinking, looking at uh, this motley crew we got going on here, that. Um, Ah, well, as far as all the sneaky stuff inside goes, I'm probably better off doing that on my own. Yeah, that that's probably. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, Miss Mr. Daniels, if you if you walk on the the hem of your dress, is it is it quiet? Granted, you'd have to take off your heels because those are. Those are noisy. I'm, I'm wearing flat shoes, young man. Oh, yeah, that's the... Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not going to wear a lady's high-heeled shoes. I'm not some manner of sexual pervert. Well, I that's, think you've uh, entirely that's, that's the a wrong, relief. You have entirely the wrong... Uh, I can't think of the word. Impression? Impression, that's it. You have the I wrong can't imagine here. where he got that impression. It is, it's a disguise. Right, right. I'm not doing this for the fun of it. Well, are you better at sneaking than you are at disguising? I'm, I'm very stealthy for a man of my years. I am, okay. I'm, uh, I, I am inclined towards moving slowly. So I find it natural to sneak. I see. Right. All right. Well, that's 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 fair. Let's see what uh, let's see what toys we can find around uh, around our uh, target location. Okay. Are you all gonna wander around, or are you going well, to? Well, maybe uh, Stanley and I should take a drive. Well, we've been doing a little bit of surveillance. We've been keeping an eye on. Um, mm -hmm. so we've, Sean, can I say that we've written down their schedule, what we've seen? The, yes. The, yes. You've been there long enough to do it, to have done that. All right. So I've got a schedule here. You can see when the guards change and when, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it looks like they, they walk around the building every, uh, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, if I, if I look I... at the schedule, is it similar to where, to what it was when I was there? Yes. No changes. If I were to use my advanced psychology skills, would I be able to tell if this guy's like loony or not? Because I'm not entirely sure if I trust Dr. Brody's. Uh, Make a roll. Let's see what happens. My assessment. You can roll I succeed. I got a regular success. He seems, seem to have a, he seems like his faculties are all there. Seems okay. like he's 
telling the truth as far as he knows it. All right, good. Then the intel is probably good then. So. No, that actually brings up a good point because I've been like trying to watch John and Stanley closely to see how they're reacting. Like, are they buying all of this? Because we just came out of the blue and hit them with all this weird stuff. Could I could I roll or ask out of character? Like, are, are you guys in or are you guys like, <laughs> are we all just a bunch of cuckoos? <laughs> Uh, Do you have got psychology or anything? Um, not anything bad like actually. I'm I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good at reading people. No, you know, nothing formal, obviously, but I'm pretty good at no, reading no. people. Sure, why not? Should I roll? You want me to roll individually sure. or collectively? Ah, collectively. How's that sound? Okay, that's a fail. Big fail. They, they give each other it. sideways glances. They they you know they. They smile at odd times. Their eyebrow goes up. It's hard to really tell. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you think that they think you're lying, but. Okay. They, they don't the, have to believe it. They're going to pay to retrieve yeah. the object and they'll retrieve the, it. The skepticism, the skepticism is tangible. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Obviously I think, skeptical, I think they're they, all they haven't me. left. They're still here anyway. I guess that's yeah, it. They haven't left. Uh -huh. no, I think they're all paid. lunatics, but hey, I'm getting paid, so. They're mercenaries. Aren't we all? Professional. Mr. Berkowitz, I don't know much about, what do you do again? Geology? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a geologist and I do a little engineering. Or I did a little engineering. Does that mean, do you have access to dynamite? I, well, currently I don't have access to uh, anything more powerful than a butter knife. But, well, you've uh, been working since you left, haven't you? Have you? You're not unemployed or anything like that. Uh, off and on, mm -hmm. few jobs. It's, it hasn't been very employment hasn't okay. been very steady. Okay. He would certainly know how to get it. Yeah, I use it. I, yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Like it's, if we needed the 20s, it in a jam, it's not, or, yeah. you know, you you would know the process to get your hands on it somehow. Cool. I'm not a I'm not a controlled civil demolitionist. Right. But I'm just saying collapsing a collapsing a mine tunnel, collapsing a building. It's, it's just similar. In an extreme case, that could be our diversion. But it's a hell of a diversion. Maybe we're not there yet. <laughs> I would, We've I done would it hope before. Not. I think driving an excavator through like the building across the street would be a pretty good diversion. Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, through the wall, the, uh, not the building wall. that I'm going to, not the, over. not the building, but the, the external wall. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a eight foot tall wall. Um, with you assume something pointy on top. Oh, this not is the, the wall around wall. the place yeah. around the place. There's two gates at the front. Um, okay. Because there's two parking areas on either side of the main building. Um, okay. So there's two gates on either side of the main building. And there's one entry gate at the front. So staff go in and out that entrance. If they're driving in, mainly managers, they go in one of the two sides and they park around and park alongside the buildings. There's a number of buildings around wall. it. Yep. Eight foot tall wall with something pointing on top. Yeah, there's probably. buildings around. I mean, there's buildings close by. There's alleyways between this building and the, this building's wall and other buildings as well. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a downtown 
near an industrial park, you're right near one, but this, this compound is sort of set among other commercial buildings, not necessarily industrial buildings. Sure. No. Okay. Well, yeah. So driving uh, an excavator through that wall, yeah, it would be a pretty good diversion, I would say. Yeah. Um, and uh, you do that, I depending can go over on the what wall transmission on the it's got. Depending on what transmission it's got, I could set it just, you know, go in circles and bail. Yeah. And then uh, they'll all come, you know, they'll stop their, their walking around and, and come out and see what the hell's going on and probably stand there and watch for an hour. Then they'll have to call, well, I don't know if they'll call the police, but they'll have to call some sort of maintenance and, and probably the police. But that's all going to be out in the front going on. Meanwhile, the back will be completely empty. They ain't going to search the building. Yeah. I take it you guys are leaving town after this, Dr. Brody? If we get the peace, then we have to head towards um, Florida. You're welcome to join us. We might need you. Florida, huh? I'll think about that. So, so what's imagine the deal, beach when, we go, when we go in going, and we go in and get this thing. Sorry. Yeah. When we go in and get this thing, we meet you outside afterwards. We've got to pick a spot. And hopefully you'll be ready to, to travel then, yeah? Right away. Okay, yeah. If, if we want to do it that way. Um, Percy and... Uh, oh, that's Jimmy. what I'm thinking. You said these guys were already after you, right? Well, they've been after us. They, they, as far as they know, the last place we've been is, is Ohio. Yeah, but I mean, somebody comes into their office and steals this particular thing, which you're talking about as part here. of three, then obviously they're going to suspect you're there, right? Yeah. Hmm. If we do manage to find some um, explosives, then we could plan it where you took the, uh, the, the thingamajig set that off and they might think that it was destroyed. I like the way you think. I don't know anything you know. about using dynamite. Um, no, it's not hard. You just light the fuse and put it where you want it. Or put it where you want it and then light the fuse. Um, you know, steps one and two are kind of interchangeable, but step three is always run like hell. Look, um, I'm a, a 35 year old fellow with an average build and a slightly higher dexterity. Um, how hard would it be for me to come with you, John? I'd kind of like to see what else they've got up there. They might have clues leading to the next piece, like paperwork or something. I guess it depends on how good Stanley's distraction goes. I mean, if you want to come in, you're welcome to come along. But if you get caught, uh, I'm not taking responsibility for that. Oh. My career is over. It's shot to hell. I'm just thinking there might be something worth seeing. What do you think, Jimmy? He did say they had guns. Are you armed? Oh yeah, well I've got my uh, my ninety my nine millimeter semi-automatic. 
I've got my Lee Enfield, but I don't carry that running around. <laughs> armed. I'm not going to be armed. You're not going to be armed. Armed robbery is uh, worse than uh, regular robbery, huh? Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not that kind of burglar. I don't do stick-up jobs. I'm armed because we've been chased around by crab people, caribou people, and and obviously, fucking fire. What's the fire breed? Not a fire breathing dragon. No fire. fire breathing dragon. Not a fire breathing dragon. <laughs> no ice. No no poison. Um, you, uh, Bro Brody, do you have a fever? Oh uh, no no none whatsoever. Oh okay. All right. I seen things, man. All right. So uh, what's your vehicle? What are you What are you escaping in? Jeez, I didn't. I actually thought you were just going to bring it back here. I didn't actually think about. I mean, I guys could, we, but there's yeah. no saying that. Uh, you they know, can't if these guys are watching you, they might. They might turn up here. They might even turn up here while I'm gone. Who knows? You don't have a vehicle with you, Doctor Brody, but you do have a vehicle. It is at a um, garage, a little ways down, where you the dean has arranged for you to park it, and you've also parked in behind your trailer with your with Celeste. Okay, so I've got Celeste, Celestine with me. Celestine, yes. Uh, fuck, that's a big bulky. All right. You keep but your girlfriend keep... in a trailer? Yeah, I keep my girlfriend in the trailer. She's uh That's the most sane thing he said all night. <laughs> assuming, assuming that she's a spherical uh, girlfriend. Um, she's full of hot air. Sexist yeah. pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking wife, about wife's off. Wife's off living with uh with the uh, with the sister right now. So, eh. Percy, we're talking oh, about on me. Mama Golfieri, my uh, my hot air balloon. Got a hot air balloon. Got a hot air balloon. I went up in a hot air balloon once. Yes, yes, I took you up in a hot air balloon. No oh. doubt. That's uh, that actually sounds good. That sounds like fun. It's come in handy more than you'd think. <laughs> um, all right, all right. So let me think this through. Um, you go and you retrieve the object. We get ready and we go. We're going to meet you somewhere. Where's a good place to meet in Boston? Boston Common, um, near the um. The thing. Fuck. Um, what's better? Um, do you know where the? Oh, do you know where the? Uh, the ship. Oh fuck. I I've, I've I don't know Boston as well as I thought that I did. What about the coffee shop down the street? The coffee shop down the street. There's definitely coffee shops. Dunkin' Donuts. Hmm. Because oh, you guys are going to have your car, right? And then we'll have our car. Yeah. So Percy and I, I can drive. I got the Studebaker outside, but it uh, doesn't seat very many. It's a roadster. And it's not really mine. I'm just kind of renting it. That uh, might be uh, that one thing. Uh, yeah, it is a little, it stands out a bit. A little bit. What what's our car? 
um, Sean. Okay, it's a it's a, it's a, a is it a touring car? A big touring car? Yes, yes. Okay. You all drove in it at one point. Our car seats eight. <laughs> seats eight. Oh, like that's a, nice. Six. <laughs> well, yeah, three in the six. front, three in the back, and two in the yeah, rumble. Yeah. That's true. The, the, the gentleman at the at the uh, the car showroom, um, he he said it was called a Dozenberg. That's what he <laughs> said. All right then. I don't know whether that's the name of the car or just a term of abuse. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Could be either. Uh, we drive you over. Uh, around behind, we we put you guys in place, and then we just park off the street somewhere, and that's where you bring the thing. All right, and so we're we out can... back, yeah. So we we've still got hours and hours before we're going to do this, right? You're going to do it in the middle of the night, right? <laughs> that would be night. that would be yeah. better. Okay, it's June twenty second, so it's not you know, yeah. It, it the sun doesn't go down till nine thirty. Well, that's because the solstice was a couple days ago. Um, let's. Uh, what we got all day to pack then? No, you don't. It's eight thirty at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought they. Oh, that's right. They arrived at eight something. Yeah. Oh, well, we yeah, still got a couple of hours. To pack. Get a couple hours. Yeah. Well. All right. Mrs. Foster, I'm afraid we are no longer going to be here. We have to leave. She, she's in her apartment by now. You'd have to go and find her, but easy enough if you're going to let her know. Um, yeah. well, I just enough, so yelled you, at this. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> just you threw the walls. And this is Foster. <laughs> I've told you to call me Edith. Um, well, so well, Edith, Edith, you are a saint for putting up with this. She's Thank friends you with very Dean. Much. And any, anything Dean asks, I, I try to. He's a he's a charismatic fellow. But uh, yes, if if you if you've got you've got time to pay, if you're going to pack your things, that's great. You can do that. You can have them ready to go. I'll I'll flash forward a little bit. You can be ready to go. Bam, get in yeah, hours. Off you go. What time? What time of night do you plan? I would have totally changed clothes by now. I'm not going to wear a suit when I go right. on a. No. You know, a burglar. I, I have also changed clothes. Oh, thank God. I am, I am uh, I'm now wearing a delightful taffeta ball gown. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, 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 I'm wearing a grass skirt and a boob tube. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have changed into, into more manly attire um, for okay. um, the, the, the Better for running. at hand. Um, and I have uh, uh, graciously uh, returned um, the, the corset I was wearing to our landlady <laughs> who loaned it to me for the duration. When, when I have time, I will, I will pack up my dresses and send them back to my sister, Dolly. Excellent. All right. Okay, so you're all prepared. You're all ready to go. Um, in the meantime, Stanley, just for clarity, you do know the layout of. Oh, sorry. You do know the layout of the of the building to a degree okay. from when you were there last. 
the main floor, I'm not going to give you every room, but the main floor is the reception area, mm -hmm. elevators, washrooms, around the outside perimeter of the building on the inside are just offices, engineering offices, drafting offices, a couple of managers offices. And at the very back of the building with a large picture window is a boardroom and it faces out to like this grassed area with a pond that they use for outdoor discussions and photo opportunities, that sort of thing. Upstairs, there's also stairs going upstairs as well, not just the elevators. And it's only two floors, but there's some fairly elderly members of the board uh, of, of the company. So they they have elevators as well as stairs. The upper floor, there's a, there's a, a large boardroom, a smaller boardroom, engineering offices. Your office was actually upstairs right next to Mr. Deerworth's office. You have only been in it once. Uh, the central part of the, of the actual upstairs floor is a mock-up of some development sites. They, were, they always put mock-ups like, here's what we're going to develop because they, they have subsidiaries that aren't just mining companies. They have engineering and developing subdivisions and that sort of thing cities with all kinds of strange patterns and they, they, they build the engineers will construct a mock-up of a division subdivision rather and then they'll tear it out after that that goes out for construction but your office was right next to mr dearworth's you know you have to go either up the elevators up the stairs one or the other and it's in the, the north northeast corner of the buildings where dearworth's office was okay northeast corner and would there, is that, is that, would there be oh, any other uh, secure locations where they would keep like uh, payroll or yes or well there's payroll offices like that. that have that have file every office has filing cabinets in it that's that's mm -hmm. it's a nightmare if you were looking for something you didn't really know who had it um, there's a finance there's finance offices there's payroll there's buying and selling procurement that sort of thing the the only office of a senior person in this office in Boston is Mr. Deerworth, and you've been in it once, and you know there is a safe, and you know there is a big desk with a boardroom table where people come to meet with him, a bar, and pictures on the wall of you know his ancestors or something, and Dominion's coat of arms, whatever they have, but there is a large safe in his room, and that's that's Most all you see where where the stuff is. Okay. That that northeast portion of the building where his office is, is that around the back or the front or? Back. Just around the back of the building. Perfect. That's where I will be approaching from. Good. All right. Okay. So I've got a, a, a kind of like a duffel, I suppose, type bag um, with a, a strap that I throw over my shoulder. It's uh, packed full of my gear. And are there any active construction sites nearby? There is a fish, um, oh, <laughs> you prompted me to think of it. Um, a, uh, what do you call a, not a fishmonger, what do you call like a, a warehousing place, a cold storage place for the fish from the harbor? Uh, it okay. goes off to packaging and manufacturing. Cannery? Cannery, something like that. There's, there's a, there's a, there is a place, two buildings down. It, it was at one time something else, but I changed it. Um, and that, at that location, there is definitely vehicles and uh, fork truck type things, whatever they had in 1929, lots of equipment. And now they work 24 hours, mind you. Right. But it also means they're not closed down at the present with guards wandering around. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
and there's an alleyway as you remember it that leads behind all of these buildings which connects these. Okay. What do you think it's Stanley? Well, what kind of vehicle you want? You were you were hoping for the excavator, weren't you? Yeah, excavator, dump truck, something big. But you know, I can make do with a forklift. Well, there there should be some big trucks around that warehouse as well, wouldn't there be? Yeah, likely. Those big refrigerated. Oh, uh... a big old, a big old smelly load of fish. Oh, that is poetic <laughs> irony right there. See, I like it. Of course, then the uh, the automatic circles become a little bit more difficult because, no. All uh, right, fair enough. That uh, that'd work. That'd work. Maybe you just just load a crate of fish up onto the uh, forklift. Maybe. Maybe you get lucky you can find one of those like I don't know what they call it, but where they put all the kind of awful and the uh, you know, all the guts and stuff. Oh chum. Yeah. Chum. There you go. Yeah, that's gross. Big old like a <laughs> big crate of chum or something. Mm. Hell of a severance package. I like it. <laughs> Well, wow, yeah, have fun with uh, it. You know, this is your revenge. Oh, I will. I will. Treasure treasure this moment to my dying day. All right, well, we'll drop right. them wherever else they want to be dropped off. Drop Stanley off wherever he needs to be dropped off to get his, uh, yep. his vehicle. And then I want to go around back because I'm going to go over the back wall once the uh, shit starts going okay. crazy up front. Okay. Where are you going, Stanley? Like where your car is? Or are you going to the, like being dropped off at your car or at the fish plant? Or what's your plan? Uh, at the fish plant. Okay. It is like you see in the movies, steamy, you know, this is misty and there's a, it smells like fish. And it's, uh, you know, that there's vehicles moving in and out. And there's deliveries coming and ships, trucks going out. It's, it's constant movement, constant stream of people in and out. So you look at the place, it's just busy. Never stops being busy. All right. Uh, I'm going to find the spot where shift workers start moving in. Just the, the, the people stream moving into the building and just yep. uh, join up with them. What time of day are you guys going to arrive or night? I figured we were going to leave about 1030. We wanted to give like a good hour after sunset. We also knew when their shift change was. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is our shift change at 11? 11 o'clock. Yep. Okay. All right. So I can you, work, you, I can work you, with 11. Yeah. Well, it's just as you, you get there, you wait a little bit, and then, yes, as predicted, oh. there's a Fred Flintstone. Do -do 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 -do. And uh, people, people come out. And other people are already moving on in with their steel lunch lunch boxes and such. There's there's very little security at this location for people coming in and out. I think it's a lot of transient type worker. Like, you want to work in the fish plant? Come on in. Sign here. There's a little sign-in clipboard with your name and little somebody's there. They're more paying attention to the time on the clock than who's coming in. Mm -hmm. 
So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just scribble a pseudonym or some random name. Okay. And uh, once I'm in, I'm going to look for either a large, a large truck, um, like out for, for outgoing delivery or something, or a large hauling device that they use to, uh, for, for chum. They would have barrels right. of that stuff, so they'd probably have um, yeah. forklifts. Yeah, looking looking around. Um sorry, I'm just looking at yeah, there's um there's vehicles everywhere, but there is definitely a location where vehicles have been loaded with materials that are ready to go, vehicles that are being loaded, and vehicles are being unloaded. In terms of the the waste product, yeah, there's there's a vehicle that actually you see it. They dump it in, and that waste product goes off to a barge and probably dumped in the ocean somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a dump truck, and it's, say, <laughs> oh, it's full. It is full of fish, okay. guts, and stuff. Uh, is there anyone currently in the dump truck? No. No, no. No? All right. Well, I'm just There's gonna people walk milling up. around, but okay. Yeah. Walk up. Like I own the place. Well, what what could we possibly roll? I, we wouldn't really be stealth, but uh, uh, just make a roll. A appearance. Appearance. Yeah, I'm thinking that appearance is probably, roll. <laughs> make a roll. Let's see. I'll just. Uh, I have a. Nobody base ever number. makes appearance rolls. Revenge How, roll. We should have a revenge. A revenge roll. roll. Let's I mean, just you're, not you're, fail miserably. How's that? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll something for someone else, but you roll your thing. Okay. They just pick something to roll for. Yeah, just roll. Oh. oh gosh. What was that? Uh, that's an eighty-five. <laughs> I rolled a ninety-two. So. Oh. You, you, so, <laughs> Baby. Good. So you you you're walking towards this vehicle. You step up on the vehicle, and some guy comes out and he's got a clipboard. He goes, "Hey, hey, hey, where are you going?" And then someone yells off to the side, and he goes, "Just, just, just a minute!" And he goes off, and they start arguing about something, and then he just disappears. So by chance, nice. Truck's running. Keys are in it. All right. <clears throat> Am I clear? You're clear. All right. I'm driving it out. Have you, you, you have a, like a, mm -hmm. okay, good. That's making sure you're not like grinding gears and, you know. I have, I have a rather high operate heavy machinery skill. Oh, oh well, there you oh, go. Yes. Excellent. Oh, yes. Excellent. look. Okay. So you, you can, you just accelerate your way, double clutching, whatever the hell you call it in trucks and stuff. Well, uh, it, <laughs> depending on standard, the transmission, you don't even need to use the truck on, uh, use the clutch on this one. Mm. Just, just rev it moves. up, de-rev it, yep. All right. Well, off you go. You are out on the street. Nobody stops you. Nobody says anything. And you don't see anybody running behind you going, hey, where'd you go with that load of fish guts we don't care about? <laughs> so where, what <laughs> no, are you I'm sure they care about the truck, though. <laughs> <laughs> they care about the truck, but yeah, there, there's so many trucks coming and going, it's not noticed right away. So where are you heading? Uh, you're, two, you're two buildings down from, or two, two large building like a block away from the uh the location yeah. i'm just uh 
driving along the road, you okay. know. It smells. Standard. Yep. It's a standard operating procedure. Just calmly following the speed limits. And then uh, once I get to uh, near the entrance. Okay. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to uh, nice and gently. Start drifting towards the uh, the guard post. Well, there's two gates. Like there's there's no post, but there's gates, and the guards are inside the gates. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna go for one of the one of the guard, one of the gate. Okay. Places. Well, make it very obvious so the guard has plenty of time to get out of the way. All right. Okay. Well, he's actually because it's just after eleven o'clock. He and the other guard are standing in between the two gates talking for a sec because they switch locations after that. Ah. So he's not at the gate. So just going right through the center then. You're going into the... Okay. Yeah. All right, the truck. Uh, roll, just roll a drive just to make sure you don't miss the giant gate. Uh, yeah, that's pass. Okay, you drive at the gate. I mean, that's a rather large, heavy vehicle. The gate is made mainly just to keep cars from going in when they're not supposed to go in. It's not a giant steel, you know, prison gate. Gate knocks right over. Plonk! The thing, the you know, the hinges are pulled right out of the out of the brick walls. Down it goes. Your truck is inside and, you know, the building's right there. Like, it's, uh -huh. you can't go. You, sorry, the, the building is to your left. This is the parking area. And if you bear to your left, you're, you're going to go right in front of the front doors or you can go straight and go into the parking area. Is there is there enough space to drive the truck around the building? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you can okay. drive down one side across the back grassed area and back down mm -hmm. the other parking area to the other gate. Yeah, that'll be the plan. Okay. I'm just going to do circles around the building. <laughs> okay. And it it is a dump truck, right? It is a dump truck from the time. All right. It's, I don't know how they did it back then. It was hydraulics, or they winch <laughs> it, or something. But yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I've seen movies. Yes. Okay. So, yes, it is a dump truck and you can drive right through the gate and you make one left hand turn at the other end of the building and you're on grass. So, please make another drive roll because it is a grassy, uneven ground. That's another pass. Excellent. Well, I won't make you do that again. You make a left into the other parking area and all you can hear is yelling behind you. And uh, there's one guy yelling, coming out, Hey, what the hell? What are you doing? And then if, there's another guy. If I'm able to, mm -hmm. I'm going to. Uh, oh well, if it's if it is hydraulic, I'd have to. Because uh, I'd have to engage the PTO. Besides the twenty-seven, uh, you'd have to stop it, wouldn't you? Yeah. So I'll, I'll stop it and raise the the thing just slightly. Okay. So the fish will start sliding out. Okay. And then I'm gonna keep going back forward. Sure. Um, yeah, it's not difficult. You know how to do it. You operate heavy machinery. You are, you feel the the sliding as you move forward. It doesn't move initially. And uh, yeah, you can feel the weight, the truck actually starting to increase speed as you just keep your foot steady because the weight is lessening in the back. So All you right. are dumping raw fish guts on the, on yep. the parking lot on the other side and you're heading towards just, the second yep, gate. I'm just doing a loop. Going around the building, dumping fish. Jimmy, what the hell is he doing over there? 
thought he was supposed to get everybody to come out in the front so that John could get in the back. I don't know. This thing you is already going everything. off the rails. All right. Well, we'll see where it goes. They're going to catch him and shoot him. You're going to keep going around and around, right, though? All right. Yeah, well, well once, I'm, once I'm out of fish, then I'm just going to start trying to do cookies in the parking lot. John is standing on the back wall going. Okay, John, you see all of this happening, <laughs> as does everyone else. Um, you see him go through. He, he slows down, raises the gate, or the tail, get, or the, the dump thing. Yeah. Um, the bed, and then he continues driving. And uh, now he's, he's going through this first gate. There's guards. There are now four guards outside yelling at him, leveling pistols at him, but not doing anything about it. You know, well, what I'm yelling. thinking is, because I was going up over the, uh, yep. the, the back wall when he... I'm assuming uh, you're partway up at least. He was driving top. So I have uh, some cutters in my bag that I can use to cut the barbed wire. Um, I've, got, I've got rope and a grapple and stuff as well if I need to for climbing, if, you know. Okay. Well, uh, make your. I, I, I mean, there's no barbed wire on top. It's it's just like pointy okay. stuff. Like it's, oh, it's just literally pointy stuff. like metal. Okay. In that case, points. then I have like a big, thick, like kind of like uh, blanket type thing, basically, that I throw yep. over the top, so I can kind of get over that without stabbing myself. Yep. They're, they're all distracted. You can do that. Just make a dexterity mm -hmm. roll to make sure you don't, you know, impale yourself. Yeah. No problem. I rolled a twenty-eight. So. Okay. You, okay. you can drop so down inside. Once he drives by and the guards go, you know, guard running after him goes by. I know he didn't turn up his uh bed until he gets to the next parking lot. So that's when I'm gonna drop down and make my way to that northeast corner where that uh Mr. Deer something? Deer Deerworth. Yeah. Deerworth. I was gonna say deer Deerworth. Mr. Deerworth's yes. uh office is. Okay. Well his office is on the second floor, mind you, but uh I know that. Yep, yep. I know that. Um, and he's making a lot of noise, I suppose, and the guards are all uh -huh. screaming at him and everything else, so fuck it. I'm going to try to actually, well, the, you said there's a big window, right, for Deerworth's office? Uh, on the main floor, there is uh -huh. a big window in a boardroom, right, center the of the building. Floor. Now, okay, right. to the, as you're facing that, to the left is another window, which is a small window in a manager's office, as Stanley uh -huh. had, had described. Mm -hmm. And uh, above that is Deerworth's Deerworth. office, and there's another window up there. Let's see if I can climb up to it. How, how's the outer bit of the wall here look and everything? Is there anything, any handholds, anything of that sort? There's a drain pipe in the corner of the building. And I can climb up that then and make my way over to the window? Yep. You can make it over All to right. the window. You're, you can make it to the window, yes. If you That's succeed. what I will try to do then. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to roll climb? Yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Are we going to need luck? <laughs> I think I'm going to need to push the roll. Uh-oh. Okay. I don't have enough luck. All right. It's not a fumble. I rolled a 97. It's oh. not a fumble, though, because I do have 50 in the skill. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't have 47 luck, so yeah, I have to push. Okay. I'll try it. Oh, wait. Well, what will happen to me if I fail? Because, yeah, you're supposed to... Well, you're in a grassy area. You're, it's grassy here. It's not... Well, there's tire tracks now, but mm -hmm. it's grassy. There's it's a gonna pond. It's going to be chum here close. in a couple of minutes, too. So Yeah, it's going to be chummy in a minute. Um, if you fail, 
I, I would assume, let me, let me see, it's 20 feet. You're eight feet up, I'll say, when this happens. Right. So you either you fall right to the ground, maybe bung your knee on the windowsill. Windows. Okay, cool. Yep. I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's 50-50 chance. Oof, 49. That's a pass by one point. Oof. You slip, but you catch your, 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 say your shirt sleeve catches on one of the little <laughs> th grommets that's holding the thing, and you're hanging by it. You manage to grab. You get your foot on the windowsill, and you go, you make it up to the, the second floor window. Okay. You look, you look inside. There is no light on, mm -hmm. um, but it's unoccupied as far as you can see. Right. And he's still making tons of noise. Oh, he's making tons of noise. The guards are running around. There, there's, you can hear a vehicle starting up. I think they're going to try to chase is there a mechanism like that locks this window or actually i'll try the window does the window open uh the window open? has a hinge on the inside like a winch mm -hmm. to, to open it up i see okay um is it big enough for me to fit through the window yes all right i'm gonna smash it with my elbow all right make a strength i guess strength sure. Sure. I'll spend four luck to make that a success. I made a <laughs> Conk. Conk. Okay. <laughs> I'll You're spend like... four luck for that one. Okay. You know, maybe it takes me a couple of couple of whacks, but I'll, I'll of break whacks. in the glass. Yep. It's it's broken. It's it's uh you, you, you don't necessarily take any damage, but uh you know your jacket's torn or your shirt's torn now. I assume you're probably wearing a leather jacket or something heavy. That's um, all right. These these are throwaway clothes anyway. Yep. Okay, window's um, broken. You are you you're in. All right. So I'll roll into his office and yep. uh, uh, light. Yeah, I have a flashlight in my pack. Okay. You want my flashlight? Sure. My fancy little electric torch. And Stanley, you're just driving around, around. I mean, they're starting to start up a vehicle to chase you now. Ha <laughs> ha You know. <laughs> Okay, no police yet, but uh, they, they, there's oh, there's four guards. You think there might be a fifth, but uh, yeah, as yeah, as soon as I'm out of uh, out of fish, yeah, you're out. I'm just gonna be going around in the parking lot. Okay. All right. Well, just you're smearing you, the fish all yep. over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Well, you're doing that. That's fine. Um, Doing donuts in a dump truck. Doing donuts in a dump truck. Uh, you make another drive roll, though, because it is slippery. Uh, now with the fish guts and everything else, and I'm a little concerned that uh, you might. Hmm. I that doesn't spend sound nine good. luck to make that a pass. Ooh. Okay. Well, you make it, I'll, I'll assume. Um, let's just say uh, you, you've. The, the idea comes to your head that it's slippery here and they're, they're mm -hmm. actually have a vehicle and they're going to try blocking one of the, they've pulled up in front of one of the guard exit, the exits. Mm -hmm. So you, you think you may wish to rethink your choices in life. No, you may wish to reconsider your donuts because they're actually going to try blocking you in now with another vehicle. Okay. Uh, what's the size of their vehicle that they're going to try and block me with? It's a car. It's just a black okay. sedan. Um, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to clip the back end of it because it's sure. slick. It's slick. Roll a drive. See what happens. That's a pass. 
All right. You're trying to leave now or just trying to evade? Uh, trying to disorient the car. And then I will start leaving. All right. You clip them. You shove it to the side. The driver's knocked out, you know, knocked off to the side. And you can go out the gateway and head off. Now, you do hear sirens, just so you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to turn the dump truck around. And then I'm going to put something heavy on the accelerator and then bail. So it's going sure. back in? Yeah, it's going back in driverless. <laughs> okay. That's, that's sure. the plan. Make a what well, make a dexterity, because I mean you, I assume yeah. you're gonna find something heavy like a lunchbox, a steel lunchbox in the, the front of the cab or something. That's okay, that's a fail, so I, I injure myself on the way out. Yeah, okay. Yep. Let's uh let's Let's roll. See what you take. Ah, oh, you take two points. Twist your ankle a little bit. Um, you hobble off into the night. I'm assuming uh, to someone's backyard or something like that and hide out. But there are sirens and there are police cars coming now. However, back to uh, John. You have uh, you're in the building. You've got your flashlight there. You know where he says the safe was. But oh, Tom. Yes, I'm sorry. He can he can run back to our car. We're waiting yeah. for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll have Stanley, to do yeah, some Stanley, yeah. getaway some car, hop skipping and jumping through backyards and stuff. But you know where you're going. We'll just say you get to the car. All right, John, you're on. Yeah. All right. So I look for the safe. See if it's where he said it was. It is where he said it was. Yes. There's a filing okay. cabinet. There are. There's a file on the desk. Mm -hmm. There is a a black book on the desk, and then there's the safe. Okay. Now. Safe cracking. Does that fall under locks or that falls under something completely different? I would say it falls under locks. I don't think there's anything unless you specifically yeah, okay. called it something else. I mean, you could call it arts and crafts. <laughs> I'm better at locksmithing. Yep. All right. I'll see if I can get it open. Fuck. Well, this is your job, so. Oh. Yeah, that was a fail. Uh, how many points of luck. I didn't need to spend 25 points of luck to turn that into a wow. success. You're the best burglar ever. If I push the roll and fail, then I, I can't spend it. You can't luck. open it. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, what do you need luck for anyway, right? Christ. Nothing. Nothing in this game. My dice fail me. Alright. I'll spend the luck. Turn it into 20, a 25 success. luck. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't have much to start with either. Well, you do your thing. You do your thing. Listening and playing around. It's really hard. And you're getting concerned because you can hear sirens outside. And you can't hear any yelling and you don't hear anything in the building yet. You, you, In the distance, if you really listen, you can hear some guy. You could hear some guy on a phone yelling into a telephone. But mm -hmm. that's way off down the hallway. Background noise. Yep. Background noise. And all right. So bam. You open the safe, and you open it up. Inside, there's some stacks of money, like actual cash money. There's a, a small tin box with a lock on it. There is another black book, uh, like a notebook. There's, a, there's something about finance. There's finances on it. There's like miscellaneous things. And uh, then there's a, a watch. Okay. Now, this box, this little locked box you said, does that look like yes. about the right size to hold the item they were, they, they'd shown me? No. No. 
All right. Well, I shuffle all of that. I shove all that stuff into my bag. The money, okay. the book, the little okay. lockbox, the watch. Yep. Um, and I'll start rifling through the rest of the office real quick. I know I've got limited amount of time, but I'll spend a minute or two like just rifling through the office if I can find anything else. All right. Um, do a spot hit. Okay. Spot hit. Fuck. Well, um, no, I failed. <laughs> I, I can push this one, though. I can push okay. it. Okay. Why not? I don't have enough luck, but I'll push it. Nope. I failed the push roll as well. Wow. <laughs> okay. These are great. You need new dice. The lowest roll I've had on my last three rolls was a 72. Wow. Okay. Last four rolls. Last four rolls. All right. Well, you don't find anything else. Um, okay. I get the fuck out, man. I'm going to go out, yeah, the, that's, uh, I, out the window again. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, easy, easy, easy enough. You, you get out the window. You're going down the drain pipe again. I won't make you roll for it because you're being extra careful. Going you down do, to the and going up anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do hear cars pulling into the parking lot and sliding and fish guts, and you do hear <laughs> yell, yelling and you know the sirens are turned off now. But there's flashing lights reflecting off of the buildings nearby. You have a clear path straight out the way you came because these are all in the parking lots off to the side. Uh, so just yeah, make no, a make stealthy for... kind of run, and you're good. Sure, we'll stealth. Yeah, it's a hard success. Oh, finally. Okay, good. Well, you, you make it where you came over. I'll assume you probably thought to put a rope over because you're a professional so you can get back up the this eight-foot oh, point, pointy I've, wall or something. I've got a rope in my bag with a grapple. I can use that, go up, and then pull it back over with me. All right. You're, you're being extra careful now. I won't make you roll for it. You get over the wall. You're free. Yeah, I'm running as fast as I can for uh, the getaway car. All right. You can get to it. It's you just have to take, you know, take the back roads and stuff. Um, you're all together in the car now. And uh, I mean, there's police. They're all focusing on the, the dump truck and the, the mess at the factory. And then there, somebody's going over to the police, the, the fish fat fish plant, but there's generally uh, they're not running around looking for people. They're just, they're just milling about. John, 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 come on. Let's go. How did, how did yeah. we do? Um, not good. Drive. All right, we're driving. I didn't find your, uh, your little rock thingy, your, uh, you didn't find key. it. Key. Mm. Your, your, your radio, whatever you call it. Did you find my retirement? Hey, you got your revenge. <sighs> we saw that. What the hell? Oh, that was. I had I, uh, time I, of my life. That was. I, I pull that little locked box. I'll wait it. Pull that little locked box out. Yeah. Um, see if I can jimmy it open now. I wasn't going to spend the time on it in the office in the heat of the moment, but pull out one of my little lock picks. And no, I can't. <laughs> Fuck it. And and what are we paying? Uh-huh. You should be a geologist. <laughs> eh, the car's bumping so. around too much. So well, let's let's get you back to your house. Let's get you back to the house. How's oh, that? Are we sound? going back? <laughs> how how much cash was in there? 
couple thousand bucks. I give half of it to Stanley. All right. Thank you. Very you guys selling. got paid twice. So, <laughs> all right. You get back to the house. You've got a you've got a file folder very thick on the it was on the desk. You have the lockbox, a watch. You have uh, uh, what did I say it was and two black books. Now among there's other papers throughout the building. The one thing you noticed when you were rifling through papers and stuff is you caught a glimpse of one thing. And that one thing was a photograph of Dr. Brody. Oh. It was in a file folder marked Ontario. Okay. I saw that. That's not something I brought with me. Yeah, it's something you brought with you. Okay, um, cool. The file folder that was on the desk, now that you guys are looking at it, it actually says Ohio on it. And uh, one of the black books was just a <coughs> revenue book. It's like a book of uh, like expenses, but it, and it's, it's the other book is a book of, it's a diary. And the locked box, is it locked with like a padlock or is it like an, like a little tiny lock inside of it? A little tiny lock, just a, a little internal. Lock. All right, I'll try it again. Just pry uh, the fucking thing car. open. Yeah. Pry open with a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the fucking thing. Yeah, see if you can open it. I'm just gonna get With a the fucking the fucking box is like I don't know, man. I'm gonna it's get a screwdriver knocks. for Mrs. Mrs. Foster's thing and just pry the fucking thing open. Your hands are shaking after all you went through. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what do I need? Pry Spring. It. Sure. Just rip it open. No finesse needed. Oh my god. <laughs> I told you. What is this fucking thing you. made out of? Uh, do we need to do we need to find some dynamite for the box? <laughs> yeah, that's what you need a dynamite for. <laughs> Percy, you have a go at it. It's that alien technology. I think whatever, it's German. Whatever happened to that magician we used to hang around with? Oh, that was another world. I mean, I could try to roll strength as well. Uh, oh, I succeeded at that. Just, just pry it open with a screwdriver. All right. Yeah, yeah. fucking stick a screwdriver to it, then take a fucking rubber mallet, and I just smash it into it. And <laughs> finally Between break you it all. all you all you rip the lid off. You don't even undo the lock. The lock remains solid, but the box comes apart. And inside... You get the hinges off, and the lock is the only <laughs> thing holding it on. So it's, it's twist all, it around. Right. And... You shake things to get it to come out. Yeah. Jesus in the, <laughs> in the box is a is is I hate using it in this game a scroll. It's it's actually an old yeah. papyrus like paper scroll. And yeah, good thing we didn't use the dynamite on that. Or <laughs> lighter to heat up the the metal uh, to make it easier to. Anyway, uh, it's a scroll of some sort. You don't know what it says. It doesn't appear to be written in any language any of you know. It's it's some alien language. It's strange, blocky writing. It just doesn't look like anything you've ever seen. Is it regular paper? Uh, no. It's it's like, did, what, did vellum exist? It's like no. vellum. It's like plasticky vellum. Like It's like a heavier than regular paper. You don't think you could tear this with your hands if you tried to. 
I know I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You've only got 11 locks left. <laughs> I, I think this is some sort of alien document. I don't recognize the language. Alien as in like normal alien or your kind of alien? Did we see any kind of similar language when we were in the lab written on Maybe. things? Oh, you need to roll for that, but oh. uh, you can tell me what you want to roll that makes sense. Um, French? You. Wouldn't intelligence do it? Yeah, intelligence yeah. could do it, sure. Okay. It's an idea roll, right? It I is. got. I got a 22 out of 85, so that is a regular. I mean, a, a, a hard. A hard I, success. I you a, actually recognize some of the shapes. I got Sorry, a 97. I, I don't recall ever seeing anything like that. I, you, you believe it's Swahili. This, ah. this is the language of the crab things. The Miko. I'm pretty yeah, sure. obviously. I don't know. I think uh, Swahili sounds more uh, plausible. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain it is Swahili. <laughs> I've seen it, it before, you know. <laughs> and there's you, nothing you, like a translation or anything, though? It's just this one. Not in this box, no. I'm going to. Well, we could hold. go back over to the fish place, get a crab, give the crab a pen, and see what it writes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it up to the light. I, I, do, I don't think you're taking us entirely seriously, are you? I'm, I'm still, don't mind me, I'm still giddy from the fun I had. <laughs> hold it you up You really the light. should try doing that. <laughs> you can slightly I, see through it. Okay, um, I wanted to see if there was any mark. Uh, maybe I should hold it in the moonlight because I've read Tolkien. <laughs> um, Is there a lark around here? Um, no. It's uh, there's no, uh, there's no, no, nothing you can see holding it up to the light necessarily. Um, but I mean, it's just one piece of many that you found. It's very interesting. I, I feel like I'm supposed to be Sherlock Holmes, but really, I'm more like Jerry Holmes. <laughs> Shirley. Uh, I I don't get that reference. Sorry. Yeah, I'm 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 I can't figure any of this shit out. Uh, well, we got a scroll. That is some substantial paper. I don't think that it's paper. I well, think that it's some alien functional paper. paper. I uh, get the corner of it. I try to tear it. Unterrible. No, it's 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 not something you could easily tear. No. You could probably cut it with a knife. You think maybe, but you're not gonna. And it's in perfect condition. It's not like uh, old and tattered. It's 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 in good condition. It's not new. Did you see anything else? Any artifacts? Any shrunken heads? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing strange. I mean, there's artwork on the walls, and it's artwork of like now, Tibetan monasteries. And, and now we're things. going to. Now we're fucked. We can't go back there. We might as well just go to Tallahassee. 
And you were certain that it was in the in that building. Yeah. Well, ninety nine percent sure. Hmm. But she didn't search the whole building. We just searched where we thought well, it like, was likely to be. The only yeah, that would have been the place to keep it unless they put it in the. Or they could put it in a, in a middle manager's office or something. No, they might have some. <laughs> My old office. Museum yeah. or something in the basement. Who knows? Is there a basement in there? No. Everything is. Oh. You know? Boston. Nah, I'm no not, basement. I'm not saying the doctor's intel was no good, but I had a feeling his intel was no good before this whole thing started. Hey, Stanley? Um, you're sitting there thinking, God, what the heck? These guys said this thing was in this 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 damn vault or whatever, this safe, and I don't then you make an idea roll. That is a what degree of success? Just a normal success. Just normal success. Well, you think to yourself, well, this is only one office. There's other buildings, and you you start racking your brain. What the heck we're doing? And you you remember, well, there's other locations everywhere. Like this off this company has locations all over North America and elsewhere, but it also has other buildings in Boston area. Uh, what would be how many buildings in the Boston area? Well, you, you know that there were locations where like they stored equipment, where they stored off-site off storage of like financial stuff like there's just different storage you, you just remember okay. seeing at one time a list of properties and there's there's a good six properties in boston you so, so it's i'm not saying you're remembering this is where it could be you're just remembering mm -hmm. this isn't the only location and it's not necessarily the most secure location because obviously people could just pop in or not pop in. You know, people were they were able to break in. You note right away. There's no alarm system. There's just guards. You know, there are more. There are more uh, Dominion locations, not like offices or anything uh, well, super yeah. or official, but like storage areas. We kind of we kind of sort of knew that the thing is. I figured the most obvious place would be with where, where Mr. Deerworth is. Because I imagine he's the one behind it all, but... Oh, God. You know, I was really well, happy as a teacher. Dr. Brody, you know, like, what's your most treasured possession, your most valuable possession? My most valuable possession? Well, other than... Uh, Celestine, my my balloon, it would be my flask. Ah, well, never mind. I was going to say, most people don't keep their most valuable, precious item on them at all times, you know? Well, uh, especially if they know somebody is out trying to to steal their stuff, you know? I guess maybe I had the. Uh, hmm. Of course, the then again, that, that raises he... another idea. Maybe maybe we should go to this uh, Deerworth's house or whatever. What's his name? Deer Deer Farm. Yeah, Deer Deerworth. 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 I don't know where he lives. Um, I guess we could find that out. 
Per Percy, could you gonna... make a spot hidden while everyone's talking? Oh, um, yes, yes, I think I could do that. Um, oh, and that's I've got my I've got my pass. Coke bottle. Yeah, I've got my Coke bottle glasses off and sitting on the table. I'm shrubbing my eyes. Okay, Percy, you while everyone's talking, you're just sort of poking at things that were brought from the office to to to. And you notice one of the black books says diary, but it also says calendar. And you're, they're talking and you flip it open and you start searching and you fast forward to today. And when you get to today, you see that Mr. Deerworth has written in the book. It's, it's, it's the solstice. Or is it the equinox? <laughs> it's solstice. Today's the day. It says 11.45 p.m. Warehouse 13. I think we'll do it. Um, I say... What uh, is it, Percy? I, I, I think you should look at this. What's that? It's um, it's his diary. There's a, an entry for this evening. Um, warehouse thirteen. It says he's he's doing it tonight. At what what time is it right now? It, it quarter to twelve tonight at warehouse thirteen. What time is it right now? Well, we left the house at eleven thirty or ten thirty, so it's probably getting pretty close to. 11.30 anyway. What is it doing? It's, it's only 10.40 p.m. <laughs> oh, okay. It's only been 10 minutes. Feels like hours. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it's about 10 minutes ago. Oh. Yeah, I could have well, there you go. that. Let's go see what I they mean, did. It feels like five. Time, time flies when you're having fun. Oh, I'm going to well, go drive over there. Well, you don't know where Warehouse 13 is. Yeah. I Does Stanley know where Warehouse 13 is? Hmm. Well, let me think. It's out in the it desert Warehouse somewhere. 13, some clandestine warehouse, so I think I wouldn't know where it is. But. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily. You might have. You actually have heard it mentioned before mm. when you think about it. Um you might have heard Dean mention it, perhaps, or uh, do, do you it, know it, where warehouses twelve and fourteen are? <laughs> it's right in between. <laughs> or even where one is. Um, uh, so uh, you're thinking about it. You're all thinking about it, and uh, well, I mean, Stanley, you worked in the office, and you you look down. You're looking at this. There's file folders that are like information on. Ohio and Ontario, which pretty thick files, you know, it has something to do with what the guys have been talking about. You're almost afraid to look at it. The other book, it says financials on it. And with, even without a role, you start thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And you open up financials and it says the year 2029, or not 2029, 1929 inside the front cover. And you start flipping and you realize this lists every building in the Boston area and the financials related to the operations of those buildings. 
and each building is itemized with an address and financials. And when you flip, 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 and you flip forward and there is a W13 listed and at W13, unlike the other ones that have like income, like a payroll, this and that, this one just has numbers, nothing but numbers, no identifying information, a few codes, code, like code numbers. And it is a massive, it's like except 30% of the, uh, the book. And it has right. an address. And yes. Boom. There's your address. In, in the back. And it is the other side of town. And uh, that is, uh, Tom, we should probably leave it there for the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going well. through Boston. Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Mick Swan, Ian Christensen, Brian Daly, and myself with Sean Little as the Keeper of the Secrets. Uh, we usually play four times a week and post on YouTube within a couple days of each episode. We also post uh, the audio versions on iTunes and, and Podbean. Uh, just so that you know, we don't monetize our shows. Uh, the only shows that we have ads uh, are because we occasionally use copyrighted music and the music owners get the cash, we don't. Our costs are almost entirely covered by our patrons. Uh, what's not covered comes out of our own pockets. By pledging just a couple of dollars a month, you are directly helping us to pray costs and improve our show. So if you enjoy our show and would like to become a member, uh, become a, one of our supporters, please visit our Patreon account. Just uh, There's a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.